Talking with Topher is sponsored by New Hampshire Vape Gallery, slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com, and naturalbossnh.com. More on that later. Let's get into episode 68. What is happening, TWT fans? It is so good to be back. It is Monday, July 19th. Uh, I want to say it's about 2.30 in the afternoon. It is uh, cloudy out there. It's been raining on and off. And uh, boy, is it a little miserable. But we can always make our own sunshine even when it's raining. You know what I mean? It is as good as you make it. Uh, that's what I believe. And uh, if you tell yourself or you make it a horrible thing, that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be crappy and rainy and shitty and make you depressed and all those things. But I see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. My grass is super green. Uh, it's growing like crazy. You know, all the plants are thriving, and, um, you know, hopefully it will be better to have a lot of rain, even though it's making our summer a little bit shorter around here. And as our summers are short already, I know it's no fun. But it is what it is, and uh, that's the weather around here. I hope your weather is a little bit better. I know that... uh, yeah, some people got hit with some heavy, heavy rain, and there's been a lot of flooding and a lot of other things, and I'm going to get more into that when I do some of my current events. Um, so at first, I want to say thank you. As always, finally hit 100 subscribers. Before, I think I said last week that we were getting close to the 100. We're here. I'm, I'm so excited. I have all of you to thank. And like I've always said, this podcast is free for you. It's not free to do. But every time you subscribe and hit those alarms and comment and do all those things, it just makes it easier to come back here and do this over and over again. So thank you as always. Um, if you are new to the podcast, please remember to subscribe hit that like button, smash it, make love to it, whatever you want to do to it, click it, okay? Very important. That's all I ask of you uh, so that it it just helps the podcast grow. So remember to do that. Set those alarms so that you know as soon as all the new podcasts upload. And as always, uh, like, comment, share, all of that stuff. So um, if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Go there, follow, uh, do some extra content throughout the week. And again, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Uh, and, uh, also talking with Topher at gmail.com. That's right. T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com official email of the podcast if you want to get more involved with the podcast this is a great way to do it just put whatever you want to talk about in the subject line and send it on over to t-a-l-k-i-n with Topher at gmail.com that's talking with Topher at gmail.com 
All right, and now with all of that out of the way, let's get into the weekly roundup, huh? What a week it has been. Work has been crazy. I do have to say that even though I don't agree with the PACT Act or anything that the government is doing to the vaping industry today, I have to say thank you because if it wasn't for all the PACT Act and uh, all the regulations and all the PMTAs and everything that they've put in, our store wouldn't be thriving as well as it has been. So I have to say thank you to the government for screwing up everything for the public population, um, but helping our business thrive um, during these really, really tough times where some days we don't even know if we're going to make it, you know? All the regulations coming in, all the things that companies have to do today, all the taxes that need to be paid has really made vaping difficult or, or to even acquire the merchandise very difficult. I'm no longer allowed to order from manufacturers. I'm only allowed to order from distributors. So from time to time, I run out of stuff. It's been quite a challenge. But I have to say that I love the fact that work is super busy now. Um, I see customers that have been vaping for six, seven years that have never stepped foot in a vape shop. It's really something. Um, But uh, so that's what was going on there. Work has just been crazy. Unfortunately, the lady never came back in. uh, So I didn't have that conversation. So I don't know if I'll be actually talking at the meeting Um, but I wanted to kind of fill you in on that. Um, you know, I did a little short video of me opening up the shop for Instagram and TikTok and stuff. I'm trying to do some different things than just advertise my podcast. I know that must be so obnoxious, but I have no other way of getting this out there. You know, I'm not a comedian. I'm not a famous person. Um, I'm, I'm just trying and, uh, Trying has got me this far, so I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, I don't know how else to uh, express my gratitude for all of you out there, except to just continuously say thank you for all the subscriptions. I can't get over having 100 subscribers. I just can't. It's so cool. It's so cool. And, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm drifting here. I've got... A lot on my brain. I have a little bit written down, and I'm just trying to uh, get through this one. I've been writing up the story that I told everybody I'm going to be telling when I hit 100 subscribers. I'm working on it. Um, It's going to take me some time. Like I said, I'm putting all the details together. I'm going to write it out in long form, and then I'm going to uh, read it. Uh, So you may see me looking down. And I'm going to try and take my time and not speed through it so that you get a nice, uh, you just get a really good story. I don't want this to be one of my quick ones where I'm trying to fit in multiple stories or um, I'm trying to get to the point of the story in a reasonable amount of time. This one, I may not have any current events that day. I may not have, it may just be this story, depending on how long it turns out to be. But there is five different police reports that I'm going through. 
Um, and I've just want to get all my dates and my times correct. Cause those are the most important parts of the story. The details. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was super drunk that day. So some of the details I'm actually getting from the story. And then as I'm writing things down, I'm remembering stuff because you know, when you're drunk, the brain doesn't remember things until you start thinking about them again and then they kind of come back to you or you remember thing you're like oh my goodness that did happen so those things are happening while writing out the story I, it is coming just bear with me i want to make sure that this one comes out uh not perfect but as close to perfect as i can get it so working on that thanks again for all the subscribe uh, all the subscriptions is very very um, I don't know if the word I'm looking for is humbling, but it is, it is something, it is something and it, it, it's almost unreal to me. So, um, yeah, I'm working on that. I wanted to give you that update. Um, so nothing really crazy Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just normal days at work. Uh, lots of rain. The humidity was up high, so it was super sticky, but I'm stuck in, basically a refrigerator all day anyways because we have to have our temperature at 72 for the longevity life of the juice um so it's always 72 in that building um so you know that stuff didn't really bother me by the time i left work it was just an enjoyable ride home um and then that brings me to sunday <sighs> supposed to be the most relaxing day of my week. And it did not turn out that way yesterday. You know. Um, Saturday night I go and hang out with a friend that I haven't seen in weeks. We have a great conversation. Everything's going good. I leave his house. I get home. I'm talking to the wife. Uh, she's already seen her mom twice. Uh, so I was like, oh great. Do we have to go again? on Sunday. And she said, no, I said, Oh, cool. Cause it's going to be raining. It's going to be shitty out. I can't do any of the cement work. I can't work on the foundation. Um, and just a small side story to that. I looked underneath my porch and there is a definite one and a half inch to two inch wide channel where the water was running down to. And then like this six to eight inch wide hole in the dirt where it would pull up and then you could see the tunnel that it had dug towards the corner of my foundation. So good news there. I can go underneath the deck. I can do what I need to do, clean up, fill in the dirt. I can divert the water. I can fix the cement and I can seal my basement floor. Uh, so I am excited for that. I now know where the problem is coming from. And now I realize it's not a foundation issue. The water found a way to the foundation. So now I need to stop that from happening. Once I do that, it's going to be perfectly fine. So I say all, I, I said, I tell my wife all this and I say, great, we're not going to your mom's and I can't do any work outside. So I have to drop the dogs off at the vet for their comprehensive visit and their teeth cleaning. So 
as always, when I bring the dogs to the vets, to the vet, not the vets, um, but I bring them there, and Archer is now eight and a half years old, so every time he gets put under, I always get a little worried about whether or not he's going to wake up. This is always a thought in my mind, because he has hip problems. He's got issues, and... You know, he's getting to the point where it's hard for him to get up and down stairs with the hip dysplasia. So now he makes his business on the deck instead of on the, on the grass because he's having a hard time getting down those three stairs. So I always go, oh, man, I really hope he wakes up from the anesthesia. So I'm like, all right, babe, we're, gonna, we're just going to hang out. We're going to have a great day. I get up. Six o'clock in the morning, cause well six twenty. But I got up. I got up before six thirty, so I was super happy about that. Um, no tossing and turning, no oversleeping. You know, just that twenty minutes, and I got out of bed. I did the same thing um, on Monday as well. So I was very oh today. Um, so I wake up. I get the dogs all situated. I have to drop them off by eight. I get everything I need to get done uh, so I can at least leave the house real quick and then come back. Um, get that all situated. Get the dogs harnessed up. 7.45, we're in the car. 7.56, um, at PetSmart. Just takes that, it's, it's that short of a distance. And now the store is dark. There's workers and people who have made pet appoint vet appointments waiting outside. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I look. I go, well, the store's not open yet. So I will just take the dogs out, let them go to the bathroom, and we'll kind of stand around. And it's raining, of course. And I'm like, ah, oh, this sucks, you know, waiting outside. And then 805 hits, 806 hits. And then you see this Jeep come flying into the parking lot. And I'm like, how much you want to bet? That's either the assistant or the store manager that is running late. Sure enough, it was a manager of some sorts. I didn't ask. They unlocked the doors. We all get to go in. And, uh, you know, now there's two people in front of me. I have to wait. Um, and we get up to the front, to the desk. Finally, uh, some super, super cute puppies. You know, I, I love seeing the puppies and all the dogs and stuff. So always going to PetSmart for me is fun. Um, and, uh, you know, my dogs are playing with the other dogs and then they... They saw another lab, and they're like, oh, you look like me. You know what I mean? And they really started hitting it off. It was it was super fun, super cute. And uh, so now I'm at the front counter. We're checking the two dogs in, getting the weight. Both of them are overweight. That's on me. Uh, really made me upset. Archer's supposed to be at a 55. He was 58. Uh, Barry's supposed to be at 65. He was at 71, and I was just... Almost 72. I have to be honest with myself. It was like 71.8. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I got one that's like, what, five pounds over or three and a half pounds over. And I got the other one that's over five pounds. And I'm like, ah, this is 
So I know that's on me. I have to back off on their food, the rain. They're not getting as much exercise, so they're not burning it off. They're just storing it. It's like winter all over again, but we can't have this happening. So I got upset with myself because of that. I always do. I, I want their weight to be ideal, not overweight. Um, cause it's just not healthy to be overweight in general. And no, I'm not fat shaming. I'm just pointing out the simple fact that being overweight, whether you're human or an animal is just unhealthy. It's not good for us. Like it's not optimal. You know what I mean? So I'm not fat shaming, but being fat is no good. It's just no good for you and your longevity or your lifespan or whatever you want to call it. It's just not the way to be. So I get upset with myself when my dogs are overweight, it makes me feel like I'm failing. I don't know. It's it, personal issues I have to get over. So I find out they're overweight. We're checking them in, getting everything situated. Simple drop off like I do every year, right? Every year I get a phone call from the vet because Archer has lumps all over him, but they're nothing to worry about. They're like, little sacks it happens with the dogs they get these like little pus sacks sometimes they can be tumors and they're cancerous other times they're just liquid I don't I can't explain it to you I don't really know what they are um, all I know is that the vet checks them and he says that it won't hurt the dog so it's okay if we don't remove them well that was not the phone call I got yesterday so remember I told you earlier Life is full of ups and downs and unexpected things happening, right? So mm, here's unexpected. So he's going over everything, and it's $90. There's that flash again. God damn it. I got to figure out the power in this room. It's really annoying. Uh, anyways, so I get the phone call. Our, Barry's waking up. Everything went great. Barry's perfect. Just perfect. I was like, great. Okay. Uh, I got to fix his weight. Everything else is good. Per good, good, good. He's waking up from the anesthesia. Now, Archer's getting ready to get put under. And Archer has this lump on his chest. Now, in my mind and my wife's mind, because we both discussed this, it was on, like, if the dog is sitting, right, I was thinking right there, underneath their chin. That was the chest area to me. And I was like, oh. And they're like, well, we need to remove the lump because, well, we have to test the lump to see if it's cancerous. That'll be $90. And I'm like, okay, let's test it. Nice thing that the vet did for me. It's supposed to be $90 a tumor. They tested every tumor on his body for 90 bucks. There was seven of them. One was on the underneath of his lip, his bottom lip. And then the other one was on the chest. Both of those had to be removed for cancer. The other five are fine. They're just whatever tumors not a big deal nothing to worry about won't hurt the dog I was like okay 
And he's like, yeah, we're going to remove it. And da 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 da. This is how much it's going to cost. It was, it started out at 600 bucks to remove that one. And then, like, I think he said $90 to remove the other one. So I'm like, okay. And he's like, I'm going to give you a call back in a half an hour because we're pulling the liquid out. We're having it tested. And then I'm going to call you and let you know which ones are cancerous and which ones are not. So at this time, me and my wife get to have a discussion on, well, Archer's life. Now, I try not to come off as cruel or inconsiderate or not caring about the dog because it is just a dog and I'm not saying that that doesn't mean anything but it's not a person right it's not a kid um it is an animal that has lived a very good life and it has some more years ahead of him but realistically with the issues he has you know 12 would be probably max um before everything gives out all right so we have this discussion. I asked her what she would want to do. Uh, she said, well, I want to do what's best for him. Um, I said, me too, but he's got lots of problems. What if he only makes it till 10? That's a year and a half. Removing this would only give him a year extra of his life. So does that mean he, he makes it to nine and a half? Or does that mean he makes it to 11? You know what I mean? So it's like you have to make these decisions on the fly. If they, if, you know, they give you options. You can do care credit. You can do all this shit. And, um, but you have to make this decision. You have to pay for your dogs before you can take your dog. So it's not like us at the hospital or the ER where we go in, have shit done, and then in a couple weeks we get a whole bunch of bills that we can't afford, and then we go on payment plans. With care credit, you can go on a payment plan and they're more than likely to approve you right there and then, and then you can use it right there and then, and then that puts you on a payment plan, but that's basically a credit card as well. It's a line of credit which is why you get to have a payment plan. Basically, just like a credit card. Same idea, except now you're hard-pulling your credit. And I have actually something funny in a minute. But anyway, so I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'll, I'll be down with the... I think it turned out to be like 7.04 to have the tumors removed, to have them tested, to have their nails grinded, cut and grinded, um, and then, of course, the teeth cleaning was covered under the Banfield Wellness Program. So it made me think about a lot of stuff. All right. And I, I, I'm going to I'm kind of trailing. I don't know if I'm going back and forth too much, but it, it, it got me thinking. It got me thinking about a lot of things um, that we do for our animals. And I'm just not one. I, I love my dogs. I love my dogs so much. They bring so much happiness into my life. But at the end of the day, I have to remind myself they're not people. Okay? They're good for me. But they're not my children. But they are. But they're not people. Right? 
So you fight your, I fight myself on all of these thoughts because I'm like, well, we can spend this money. We can save, we can give him a little bit more life. I don't think he has that much more to go, but we can do this and we can get it done and he will uh, be better and, 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 and live longer. Right. So I make the decision. We have the tumors removed. Now, mind you, I thought that it was on the front of his chest, like if the dog was sitting down on that part of his chest. And we finally get a call around 3 o'clock. Archer's all set and now waking up from anesthesia. They give us a pickup time between 4.30 and 5 o'clock. And uh, so now me and my wife have been stressing. So... We do what we always do, and we go shopping because, one, she needed some shoes for work, and I needed some new sneakers because my Nikes are starting to get holes in the top of them. So go and get some new shoes at Kohl's. I went away from Nike this time, went under armor, really like them. Just felt really weird leaving Nike. I've been wearing Nikes forever. So... Buy the shoes in Salem and, you know, that it just, I don't know what it is. And I don't know if anybody else does this, but sometimes when you're very stressed out or you're dealing with a hard issue and then you have to dish out money you weren't expecting to dish out, for some reason, buying something for yourself kind of makes that feel okay. And it's just, a, I think it's a way we deal with things. It's probably not the best way to deal with things, but I mean, money's money. You can't, can't take it with you when you die. So you got, you know what I mean? Like, I know that it's important and you need it and things don't happen without it, but sometimes it's a great way to burn some stress. Um, you know, I had thoughts of, drinking but then I realized that I wouldn't be able to think the way that I'm thinking if I was drinking so that makes me realize that I don't need to go back to drinking to deal with these issues which is great to say and feel and realize all of those things in one are just it's 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 like wow I want to because my brain's telling me that this is going to make it feel better and it's going to be easier to deal with. But then I realized that, no, dealing with it the way I'm dealing with it right now is the right way to deal with it. Dig into it. Hit it head on. And go through the hard-to-ask questions. You know, I was asking that vet so many questions, he probably thought I hated my dogs. Because I'm like, is this, a, a, is this reasonable? Is it reasonable to give a dog surgery that may not have as much life as we're anticipating left? And of course, the vet always says, yes, it is. Da, 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 da. But so we did it, right? I, I already said I did it. And that, I just want everybody to realize that I'm not hating or not caring about my dogs, but they're not my children they're not people so if this was a person i would act so differently about this if this is your child 
I would hope you would di act differently as well. But if it is your dog, sometimes we have to ask those hard questions because the dog itself is not replaceable, but a dog is replaceable. And with so many people with animal shelters and trying to get you to adopt dogs and pets and da-da-da-da-da, all this stuff going on, sometimes you have to look at what you've given the animal, which is I, we have given him a great life, right? He has a great great life he runs around the backyard he has his brother to play with he gets fed all the time he gets all his food he gets all of his shots he gets all of his medications he's had a great life now do all animals have a great life no i spoil my dogs because i have no kids but i know that i've given this dog a great life he's had a really really happy life so when push comes to shove, if things get too bad, you know, am I going to just let go? Like if there was, you know, surgeries that were going to cost thousands, if not tens, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what, a, I don't know how expensive a surgery for an animal can get. But I can only assume that it's very expensive because, you know, teacup dogs and the small dogs are very expensive to work on because they're super tiny. Um, and the bigger the animal gets, the easier it is for the doctor to work on the animal. So, therefore, the surgeries are a little bit more affordable. And then there's something about the giant dogs that makes it more expensive again. So, it's like little dogs and big, big dogs. Great Danes and stuff are, are, are like on the more expensive where your 60 to 120 pound dog is uh, a 50 to 120 pound dog is actually like on the more affordable side of surgeries. But still, if something was to go terribly wrong with Archer, what, am I going to have like his hips replaced? Am I going to do specific things to try and save that dog? And I'm sure a lot of you are like, why wouldn't you? God, you're such a horrible person. I guess you're right. But at the end of the day, I don't think I'm a horrible person because I'm just thinking about the eight and a half. Let's just say he makes it to 10 and shit goes really, really south. He's lived 10 years. He's brought me nothing but joy for the most part. When I was drinking, it was a lot of anxiety and anger. But so I feel really bad for those times, but things are a lot better now and I'm a lot better now. So I appreciate things a lot more now. And I, I can't say that this dog has been treated wrongly or had a poor life he's had a very good life so at the end of the day I'm like well if a major surgery like that one they cannot take like there is a chance that if you try to fix the hip dysplasia the surgery won't take 
That happens. And then the dog's going through multiple surgeries to try and correct the surgery. And that's a lot of trauma for the dog. So I started thinking about all this. And I'm like, man, I think at that point in time, I would have to pull the plug and just realize what I've done for this dog and know that he's brought me nothing but happiness and I have tried to make him as happy as as possible and let him go instead of hanging on because I can go rescue another dog. Now, is it going to be Archer? Absolutely not. There is no other dog on the planet like Archer. He is Archer. But there's nobody else on the planet that's Topher. I'm Topher. So we are all irreplaceable. But at the end of the day, a dog is a dog. A cat is a cat. And they are, yes, bringing us joy, but they are not people and we don't need to try and make them live forever now i know some people get super attached to their dogs there was cloning of the dogs people do you know how much it costs to 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 clone your dog i think it was like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars someone paid uh, five or six years ago fact check me on this but I think it was like $350,000 for them to clone someone's dog. Now, if you really want the same exact dog, you want to do, go for it. I say, screw that. If you gave the dog or the cat or the animal a good life, then you should hold on to that feeling. And no that letting the dog go or letting the cat go or letting the animal go is okay. And just because I say that you can go and get another dog or another cat, uh, I hope that doesn't make me come off as cruel, but you're going to get the same love from that animal once you two get to know each other. I'm in a position where I can't have one dog anymore anyways because now Barry is had Archer in his life his whole life so when when Archer passes I'm gonna have to get another dog so that Barry doesn't give up as well so I'm always gonna have to have two dogs it's just the way life is gonna be once that puppy comes into Barry's life and then Barry leaves us then I'm going to have to get another dog because that puppy is going to be used to having Barry around. So it's just this endless cycle of always having two dogs. But we have to realize that we can't make these dogs or cats or animals live forever. No amount of surgeries, no nothing. I mean, it's just like us. We have a surgery and we always, the recovery part is the most important. And it's also the most difficult part of the surgery is recovering, letting yourself heal, letting yourself uh, do what it needs to do in order to become better, you know? A lot of people think the surgery 
is the most important part. You get the surgery done, and then that's, that's it. I will tell you it's not. That is just the very first step. The hardest part of any surgery is recovery. And if you don't allow yourself to recover properly, the surgery could go really wrong. It could go wrong. And then you have to do it again. And that's what I don't want to do to my dogs. I don't want that. I know that Archer is having a tough time. And I know that this did help him. And I am happy that we were capable of doing this for him. But at the same time, I realize Archer is getting much, much older. And there is going to come a point in time where surgery is not going to help him. And I have to be okay with saying goodbye. It's going to be hard. Uh, Even right now, I choke up just a little bit. These are my babies. I care about them tremendously. But at the same time, I have to learn that they are eventually going to leave me and there's nothing I can do about that. And when that time comes, I have to make the right decision. And I believe I made the right decision on Sunday. So now he's downstairs and I'll put, I'll put some pictures up um, on the podcast. So if you're listening, you won't be able to see it. But if you're watching, um, they will float in and out probably around this time right here. Um, but yeah, so he's got an incision on his, it, it, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh my God. See, this is what I'm talking about. I veered off. We get to the, I get to, we get to the vet cause my wife had to come with me. They bring Archer out first, man. When they said chest, I told you what I thought of. And I was expecting like a little two by two square with a little tiny stitch. This incision is six to eight inches long, and it's on his side. Like, where his rib cage, it's still the chest, but in my monkey brain, that's his back. But it's not. It's his side. So, therefore, it's on his lungs. Therefore, that's his chest. So, we he comes out. Me and my wife both look at each other. My wife starts tearing up. And, oh, the second uh, tumor that they pulled was under on his lip. So he's got stitches underneath his jaw. I tried to get video of it. I don't think it's going to come out. I'll edit that, and I'll just show you what I can on, on during this part. But, so he's got stitches under his lip. He's wearing a cone. Um... Um, he's got a shaved paw where they had to, you know, put the, the drip in and stuff like that for anesthesia. And then he's got a giant patch on his side with a huge incision with major stitching. It looks crazy to me. And of course I was not expecting that. It was, it was, it stopped me in my tracks. I was like, Oh my God, this is. This was a lot worse than I thought in my in my brain. So she takes Archer to the car. I take uh, care of everything else. I finally get Barry, and we get out of there, and then we come home, and now we're at the recovery stage. So now I feed Archer Benadryl every day. He gets 25 milligrams of Benadryl every morning because he has very goopy eyes, 
was very prone to ear infections, and that stopped all of that. It stopped the ear infections. It stopped the runny eyes. It stopped all of it. So he has been getting that for like the last five or six years now. It's been helping tremendously. Uh, now he has to take an antibiotic twice a day. He's on pain meds. And, uh, you know, we're trying to get him to learn how to eat and drink with a cone on. Right now, I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen him drink any water in the last, well, what time is it? Three o'clock, so that means I have not seen him drink since 7.30 yesterday morning. So I'm I'm getting to the point now where I think I'm going to have to just pop the collar, allow him to drink, and then put the collar back on. And I know that's going to be a pain in my ass, but I'm going to have to do something. He needs to get some fluids in his system. So we're dealing with the recovery. Now, when we get a cut or we get stitches, right, on us, that wound is supposed to stay moist, covered, uh, you're supposed to put neosporin and stuff on it, all kinds of stuff to keep it goopy, to help it heal, to lower the chances of scarring. So I asked the nurse, and I'm like, uh, so what do I do with the, the outside? And she looks at me, and she goes, don't touch it. Nothing. I go, nothing? She goes, nope. Do not, don't worry about it. It's going to do what it does. Don't have to keep it moist you don't have to put ointment on it you don't have to keep it bandaged none of that just leave it alone that blew my mind because i'm so used to taking care of human skin that i'm like oh yeah yeah i gotta keep this moist we gotta do this we gotta do that so but they're not worried about a scar on a dog why because it's a dog see again bringing it back to the simple fact it is an animal so we don't do the same things that we do for our kids, humans. Don't do the same shit because it's not as important. He'll have a scar, yes, but then his fur grows over the scar and you may just feel the scar, but you'll never see it. So this is why my brain was like, oh, well, nope, this is, this is the way it is. They're just, in, they might be my fur babies, but they're just animals you know what i mean at the end of the day they are just animals so we're gonna have him locked in the kitchen for two weeks hopefully i can get him drinking some water today uh, we're gonna have my wife help me when she gets home she wants to do this pool noodle thing instead of the cone but i looked at the pool noodle thing and with the incision on the bottom of the lip he'll have an opportunity to get it dirty and the reason for the antibiotics and the extra Benadryl is to make sure that the lip doesn't get infected because it's a high infectious area for dogs. Anything that, do, that has to do with the mouth, there's a high, high chance that they could get an infection. So learning all of this, I was like, oh, okay, so we can't do the noodle until the lip's healed. The lip won't be healed until the side is healed. That's two weeks. In two weeks, we bring them back to the vet anyways, and then the vet does their thing. So cone on for two weeks, kitchen for two weeks. Now we just got to train him to drink water and eat food, which he had no problem figuring out the food, 
But for some reason, he's really scared of the freaking water bowl. And I'm not sure. I think I'm going to get him a smaller bowl. Um, I, I raised it up already, but I think the bowl is too big because it was made for the both of them. You know, it's one of those bigger ones. Um, and I think he needs a smaller bowl so that he can get the cone around the bowl and get close to the bowl. Um, but that's where I'm at. Uh, you know, we're just, we're taking care of him. Uh, he's still doing his thing. He's standing a lot, which bothers me. I wish he really would lay down and maybe go to sleep, but that happens from time to time. But unexpected, again, uh, expenses, you know, unexpected, um, you know, it's either me, my wife, or now the dogs, uh, you know, with hospital bills and everything else. And it's just like one of those things where you have no control over it and losing control is so difficult and it just bothers the hell out of me. And, and speaking of uh, control, like, would dogs... Now, okay, so this is what I said to Tyler this morning. I've been... I've, uh, I listened to a Rogan podcast, and they were talking about neutering their dogs. And then they were saying how you shouldn't do it because it messes with the testosterone, their hormones... And we have, we do not replace those hormones for dogs like we do for ourselves. So we get rid of the dog's balls. We tie the female's tubes. It's all very important to their development, just like it is. For us, like when a guy gets a vasectomy, you got to go on hormone treatments. You have to go on testosterone treatments because now you've cut off your testosterone. So I'll never get one of those. I don't want anything to alter my hormones or my body more than I've already done myself or that the vaccine is doing to me right now. So. I was like, oh, my God, this makes so much sense, you know, and then, and then they're talking about, you know, people waiting longer to neuter their pets, and that's been proven to be better. But think about it. We've been spaying and neutering our pets for a long time now. It's like a tradition, and I think most traditions are kind of silly in, in, in a certain sense, um, you know, take that with a grain of salt, but... Uh, I'm not a big on traditions. I'm not big on a lot of things. Um, but I was like, wait a minute. Is the life expectancy of the animals based off of them getting spayed and neutered? Because if they're finding out that spaying or neutering your pet is actually cutting their lifespan down, then are we doing the right thing? If you have free-roaming pets, which you shouldn't, but cats are free-roaming, dogs, not really. But if you have a free-roaming pet, I could understand why you would want to have it spayed or neutered. But my dogs don't leave this house, and if they do, 
they go in the backyard. So they're never around any dogs that I would have to worry about them impregnating or anything like that. The only reason I got Archer neutered was so I could get $400 back because it was a, it was like a deposit. You, you gave them four, you, you paid for the dog and then you gave them an extra $400. And then if you brought proof of spay and spay or neutering, you then get the $400 back. So I have to say that Archer was neutered probably about seven, eight months in. Then I started finding out about cutting off their testosterone. It messes up their growth. It can mess with their hips. It messes with all kinds of stuff, which is all the issues that Archer was having if you get them spayed or neutered within a year. If you wait after a year, a lot of those problems go away. But then I started thinking, what if you don't do it at all? Do we have any of those problems? Like it says that it calms down the dog, but do we really need the dog calm down? Shouldn't that be something I train the dog to do? If I snap my fingers, I want my dog to sit. I snap my fingers again, Barry gives me paw. So you can train them to be calm. I think calming them down by spay or neutering them is lazy. Now, both of my dogs are neutered, right? But I'm actually wondering, should I do it for the next one? And do female dogs have the same issues when they get spayed? And if they do, well, the female dog's a little different, though, because if you don't do that, then once a month, you're going to have blood all over your house. I don't think there's any real way to avoid that. So, I mean, if you, man, that's tough, you know, because you don't want your dog jumping on your lap and then all of a sudden you get a thing of, you got blood all over you. That would be frustrating or you're constantly cleaning blood off of something. You know what I mean? So I guess I could understand if you had a female, why you would want to do that. So you didn't have that issue once a month. Um, but for the guys, I just don't think that it's worth it, you know? And I started thinking about like, if I was to ever have a son, you know, do, do you get him circumcised? Because not, it, it takes away feeling, but, but it's also done because it's tradition. Again, traditions are kind of weird, but you know, that's also done for medical reasons as well. It's easier to clean. It's easier to take care of. Da, 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 da. But with today's technology and the way things are all put on YouTube, you can actually learn how to take care of yourself if you're uncircumcised these days. And it's really not that hard. It's just a little extra scrubbing in the bathroom. A little, just a little bit. Whether you're in the shower or you're going to the bathroom, it's just a little bit of extra work. But I'm wondering if we've been doing this to ourselves for the wrong reasons all these time, all the all these years, these however many hundreds of years we've been doing this. So 
I don't know. I just started going down this rabbit hole in my mind. It did not, not online, just in my mind, all these things going on, questioning what I'm, what I've been taught and what these traditions have taught me over the years. And it's all seeming like they were teaching me the wrong shit per usual. And I wouldn't know this today if I didn't learn, learn from my past, right? So keeping the past alive and learning from it and moving to the future is, is, is what it's all about. That's why you can't erase history. And yeah, we've got all kinds of dark history for sure, but you can't get rid of it. You can't ignore it and you can't pretend it didn't exist because then you're not going to be able to move forward from it and do better. Right. If you think that we're doing better now, which we all are, but if we didn't look at our past, we wouldn't know we're doing better. We would just think that this is the worst it's ever been. Well, that's stupid. That's stupid. I don't believe that we should be doing that at all. I want to learn from my history and I want to make better choices to move into the future. So I think my next dog, I ain't going to do it. I don't care if it costs me 400 extra dollars. I'm not going to get them neutered, you know, because I have a feeling we're going to wind up with another male. I like males a little bit more than females, but that's my personal preference. Um, So I just started thinking about all this. So maybe the life expectancy on a dog is based off of spayed and neutering, and we actually would get longer life out of our dogs, and they would have better health, better everything, if we didn't clip them. You know, don't spay or neuter your pets, I think. You know, if you're in the position where your dog's not going to get out and make puppies, you know what I mean? So you have to make that decision yourself. These are just things that have been going through my mind. But push comes to shove, you know, archers lived a long life. And when it comes... I'm going to do what's best for him and not myself. Because I feel like a lot of the stuff that we put our animals through is to benefit us, not the animal anyways. So that's what was happening on Sunday. It was a crazy fucking day. And then Monday, jujitsu, hang out with Tyler, and that's it. Get into the podcast. You know what I mean? So that's where I'm at. That was my weekly roundup. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings, where we're open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. You can give us a call, 603-814-4171, and you can always shop inside of our store. Uh, I am so happy to announce that New Hampshire Vape Gallery is reaching five years of age. That's right. We are an official established business in New Hampshire. It is very exciting. This is a very exciting time for the shop, and we want to share that with all of you. So come and see us and see what great deals we have. Come and check out our products and celebrate five years with us this coming July 21st, 2021. Um, of course, we've got Pod Systems, IPX80, amazing device, 80 watts, dual airflow, uh, Nord 4, 
Bam. Leather inlay. Phenomenal device. They both use the RPM2 coils. They both go to 80 watts. They both have dual airflow, and neither one of them are over $60 in price. Just a great, great deal. Esco bars, hides, disposables. We got them for you in stock today. Rechargeable, multiple flavors. We've got them for you. Esco bar, definitely my number one device. Soon to come, brand new ripe flavors because they partnered up with savage enterprises very exciting merger can't wait for the new flavors to come out you're gonna have kiwi dragonberry you're gonna have fiji melons and you're gonna have blue razzleberry pomegranate fire 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 that's all i have to say about that because they are all amazing flavors that i already carry in juice bottles that's right. Why? Because we have juice that is flavored. That's mentholated. We got it in stock for you, but you have to come in to New Hampshire Vape Gallery where we're located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings where we're open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. And we look forward to to seeing you slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com that's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com I can't speak highly of this website more than I already do it's just an amazing place to get amazing products at a great value and now with all their new stuff coming out their yoga pants are amazing uh, they got all these new things coming out. You got beach towels. I've been talking about for a couple weeks. They got the new kids summer clothing line. They've got the new swim shorts. They got the new colored hats that are fully embroidered. I mean, it just keeps getting better and better and better. I told you once, I'll tell you again, these yoga pants are not made for just yoga. They're just stretchy pants. So you can wear them at the gym. You can do running. You could do all kinds of stuff. So get them for you. Get them for your girl. Get them for whoever. Maybe your kid wants a cool shirt while he's in school because they're finally going back to school, right? So have them, have them wearing the coolest clothes around, right? Hanging out by the pool. Get the swim shorts. It's getting, hey, I hate to talk about it, but we're getting closer to fall. Sweatshirts, sweatpants, they got them. High quality. What else do I say? Go get them. Go get them. You can only get this stuff here at slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. You're not sure how to spell it. It's right there. Right there at the bottom of the screen. I made it big. I keep making things bigger so you can see them, so that you can access them and get all of these really amazing high quality products shipped to your house today so go there tell them Topher sent you and remember it's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com right here or you can go to the link that I provided for you in the description okay either way go here tell them I sent you Check out their products, naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. I love this website. I love it. 
best organic products I've ever used. And you can get them all here today. Their hand sanitizer is amazing. Um, fits right in the purse or the center console of the car so that you can keep free from catching anything. It's just a great product. Leaves my hands feeling silky smooth instead of tacky and sticky from other products I've used in the past. Um, Natural Bosses Lip Care Balm is amazing. I love it. It allows my lips to stay moist all year round. They've also got a beard oil with two different scents. You get the Woodsman's and the Dapper. Um, those smell amazing. And then, of course, you got a foot and body soak for melting away those stressful days. And then they have their salve. Their salve is great for dry skin. I love it. My wife loves it. We love these products. I use them myself almost every day. So go to this website. Let them know Topher sent you. And... Grab yourself some great organic products where you can feel good about using them and where they came from. Small business um, and locally made here in New Hampshire. It doesn't get much cooler than that. Oh, wait. They're all organic. It just keeps getting cooler. That's right. And now you can get one or all five of these products today at naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. And now, back to talking with Topher. Now, I wanted to just say a few things about some stuff that I tried. So, the I always get these uh, things for mushrooms and psilocybin and email and stuff. You know what I mean? Canada is now... Uh, legal, so they are doing a lot of psilocybin work in Canada. So I uh, got this email on this daily micro dietary supplement. It's called Pure Light Premium, um, and I'll show it to you. There it is. There it is. So Pure Light now, this stuff here, I have to compare it to Alpha Brain. And uh, the reason I say that is because it's basically just like Alpha Brain, except it's got small microdose of um, uh, Chog. It's, uh, let me tell you what's in it first. So you got lion's mane mushroom extract. I think it's it's C H A G E, or maybe that's an A, and I can't read the print. Oh no, that's an A. So it's chaga mushroom extract, rear cordyceps mushroom. The cordyceps mushroom. I believe on it uses those mostly in shroom tech. That helps you breathe. Yeah, it's amazing, amazing. Cordyceps mushrooms are amazing. It's got some vitamin B3 and then love and light. All right, I think that was just fun for them to put in. It's like, oh, 100% of love and light. Okay, so they put a lot of love into it. Good, good, good. Um, so small microdose of actual psilocybin mushrooms, 
Um, got Lion's Mane, B3, all kinds of great stuff in this. And I have to say, it makes me feel like I was taking Alpha Brain, except I don't get shaky like I do off the Alpha Brain. So I really, really enjoy it. It is not cheap, so I don't think it's going to be a staple in my life, but... I don't know. I saw the ad. I had to grab it. Um, this one bottle, 30 doses, this is like 90 bucks. But pretty cool. I like it. I enjoy it. I definitely took it this morning for jujitsu. Um, it really helped. We, with a little, like, it just helped me concentrate a little bit more, you know, uh, helped me just listen better. And then when I was actually moving, I felt like, uh, I didn't feel as much like a uh, deer in headlights as I normally do. There was still, there's always moments of those feelings when you're in jujitsu, but I don't know with the daily micro, it wasn't too bad. So just something new that I'm trying said, I just wanted to, you know, bring up that product. I thought it was pretty cool. I was excited about it. And obviously there's not enough trace of anything to get you completely messed up off these pills. Um, it would be super unhealthy to even try to uh, have like a psychedelic trip with these pills. It would make you extremely sick. So you just eat the one pill, you get enlightened, you get some uh, neurons firing inside, and it, 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 it was just really nice. And I, I really enjoyed Alpha Brain. I just didn't enjoy getting shaky from Alpha Brain. So this was a great alternative to that. And since they were actually shipping to the U.S., I was like, oh, cool, because there's a lot of stuff that Canada is doing now that's only uh, you're only allowed to buy in Canada. So really cool. I'm so glad to see um, all of these things happening. And maybe one day it'll get easier and better right here at home. You know what I mean? I know Colorado's on the right path, and I think think it was Washington, D.C. that also did it. So we're getting there slowly but surely. We will see what happens. But it's like I don't even know if you could go to a website for a company that's based out of Washington, D.C. or Colorado. I don't think you could have that shipped to your house either, you know. So this stuff just needs to come down from the federal government, and they need to just be like, this is decriminalized, this is legal, and we're done with this stupid drug war. All right, so enough of me babbling on here and babbling, babbling. Let's get into the current events for this week. I did a few of them. Um, so let's see. I, I like the little box down at the bottom of the screen a little bit better. But, yeah, so this is the floods in uh, Germany. Um, they got over 180 people uh, missing. Um, they've recovered and or saved at least 50 people at this moment. Um, they put the death toll at 43 already. Um, there's a potentially said 110 people have died there, including 12 residents. So, yeah, they're expecting at least 180 deaths. No recoveries. My apologies. Um, but I found this video um, here, and I'm going to just quickly play it. Um, but yeah, as you can see, severe floodings have caused devastations in part of Europe. Um, I mean, this is crazy. German towns were hit by catastrophic floods after recorded rainfall in parts of the country. 
See, now, when this stuff is happening, why do we keep building in, in Scold, houses have collapsed from heavy rain? Why do we keep building houses at the bottom of mountains? Look at this. Severe flooding has caused landslides. I mean, look at the size of this. This is insane. More than 1,000 soldiers have been deployed to help rescue and clear up the operations. Oh, it's just... We were upstairs oop. and it was dark because there was no, um, um, no light, no, no uh, power. And, um, yeah, there was also no phone connection, but we tried to get reach them all night and it was oh very hard. Oh, my God. But you know what I mean? Why? What is what is wrong with all of us? Why do we want to be by the river? Floodwater stream through towns in Belgium. Why do we want to be by the river? Why do we want to be at the bottom of mountains? Forced hundreds of residents to evacuate. That makes sense. Why do we want to be on the ocean? This is so scary. Luckily, I have my sister, but now we have been told our house could collapse, and so we have to leave. Can you imagine this? I mean, I, I know this happens in America as well. I mean, we've had many hurricanes, all kinds of shit. As Lake Loon reached dangerous water levels, they're just evacuating more and more people. Look at this. You used to be able to walk there. Uh, I hate seeing this stuff, but I'm always wondering why we build where we build. Netherlands has also been badly affected by flash floods. I mean, this is just happening everywhere. This is sad um, to see and also really amazing to see. Like, I mean, it's just it's it's crazy um, that all this stuff happens. And I, I just I don't know. I just think it's amazing, uh, Mother Nature, uh, the weather, all of this stuff that's uncontrollable is just amazing to see. And it's just, it's sad to also have people die. I don't want anybody to die, obviously. Why do you think I'm trying to better myself? Because I want to live longer. I want to be here longer. I want to learn more. And, um... What I've learned is, is I'm staying away from water. I'm going to, I want to be in high, uh, high spots. I want I want to be, I don't want to be at the top of the mountain and I don't want to be at the bottom of it. I want to be on a flat plane somewhere that's nowhere near water. I just don't know, man. It's, I find that this whole thing is crazy. Life in general is nuts. Um, but here's my next one. <laughs> Jake Paul ships off sleepy Conor McGregor necklace to Dustin Poirier. 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 But anyways, I thought this was so funny. Look at this necklace. I don't... God, I wish I could zoom in. I don't know how to do it. It's probably a... You're probably like press control shift or something. Yeah, no, that didn't work. Um, But yeah, so there's the sleepy Connor necklace. Uh, Jake Paul gave it to Dustin. I believe it's worth $100,000. And I believe Dustin is auctioning it off. Um, I don't know how that's happening. I don't know if he's using a particular website or what have you. But I do know that it's being auctioned off. Um, but I thought it was just really funny. I'm not saying that Connor's done. But I am saying that he's 
He's seen better days. And I... Money is something that changes all of us. It's going to change you. If you and when you have $400 million, you don't need to be getting punched in the fucking face anymore. You just don't need it. And I feel like I was correct when I said that if he didn't come in with that same fire because of the money, then he was going to have some issues. And he has some issues. Now, most of those issues have turned into excuses. And we're getting shots of x-rays and stuff before uh, the fight. And it happened during camp. And uh, nah, 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 nah. all this shit's coming out now. And you know what that makes me think? It makes me think that he's done. I, it makes me think he's done. He's making up excuses for why his leg broke. When I, when I had already said... In, in in last week's or was the week before episode um, that obviously this probably happened in camp because they get stress fractures from doing this repetitive stuff over and over and over again. You're doing a weight cut. You can't rebuild the bone properly. And then there was two checks that probably made it that much worse. And then he stepped back on it and it gave out. He's getting older. That's what happens to us. You can't stress fracture your bones, deplete yourself of food and nutrients, and then expect your bones not to break. So unless he can get into a weight class where he is getting the proper nutrients, food, and everything else going on, his normal body weight, I don't see Connor, I mean, he's not coming back for six, at least eight months to a year. Anyways, he has to heal. So now he'll have plenty of time to heal, get proper nutrients, get the bones strong. But that doesn't mean he can't stress fracture it again. Like this stuff can just continue to happen. Once something has broken and it heals, it can break again. So, I just don't think we're ever going to see the same Connor that we all remember. And maybe it is time for him to go to sleep. But I thought the necklace was funny as fuck. I think Jake Paul's hilarious. I, I don't know. I think this stuff is funny. I think his excuses are exactly that. They're just excuses. It's not proof of anything. The fact is, whether or not it was stress fractured in camp or by Dustin from the checks, it doesn't matter. Your ship broke, trilogy's over. You lost. And you need to move on from that because you just look really sad right now. So... I don't know, all these tweets started coming out and I was just like, man, this is so sad when I believe he fought somebody else and somebody else made all these excuses and he bashed the crap out of them for doing it. And like I said, I, I don't remember names and stuff, but I could have sworn there was another fight 
where he won, but the other fighter was like, oh, but this and that and this and that. And he's like, oh, it's just excuses. You lost. Well, guess what? Now you're on the other end of that, and you just lost. That's the end of the story. doesn't matter when it happened. A loss is a loss, and this loss is on the books, and Dustin is the winner of the trilogy. So $100,000 for this necklace, though, right? Holy shit. Now, next, Richard Branson flew to the outer edge of our earth, came back, called himself an astronaut. Now, I am having a real hard time. Maybe it got taken down. I don't know. But there was a video of him calling himself an astronaut. I can't locate it. So I got really upset. So all I have is this silly picture of him. But there was a, he called himself an astronaut. First of all, not an astronaut, dude. Not an astronaut. You can't take away the months and years of hard, hard, dedicated work that those guys go through to become an astronaut, you can't just put up $841 million, fly to the edge of the crust or whatever the fuck layer that was, come back and be like, I'm an astronaut. Not happening. No way. I thought it was complete and absolute bullshit when I saw it. Just wish I could find it again. I was like, he's not an astronaut. These guys go through intense training. So that upset me. Then I found out that he didn't even leave the Earth's like full atmosphere. So he didn't go all the way out in the space and then come back through the layer and then land. He went up to the layer and then came back down. So again, not an astronaut, right? Not an astronaut. How dare you? stolen valor how's that so i was i was like what the fuck is he talking about how can you call yourself an astronaut and i was like well he must have left the layer he must have left our atmosphere and come back in he did not so i do not believe that this man richard branson is anywhere remotely close to being able to call himself an astronaut I thought it was BS, and uh, yeah, that was my thoughts on it. I just, I couldn't believe that he called himself an astronaut. It's such bullshit. It's just like Connor blaming the break on whatever he's blaming the break on. It's just bullshit. It's just chatter. It's worthless. I can't even call it information, but it's worthless. It's it's so stupid, and how arrogant of you to call yourself something you are definitely not. You are a billionaire who had a lot of money, who floats to the top of the fucking Earth's crust, and then came back down. Congratulations on doing that. That is amazing. I'm not trying to take away what he did. This opens up all kinds of shit for other people to do i know that uh bezos is doing it 
this week, I believe, this week, his spaceship or airplane is supposed to be doing, I believe, the same thing that this guy did. Hopefully, he won't make the same mistakes by calling himself an astronaut. So, I don't know, man. I, I Some of this stuff is just so weird to me, but I always like to try and end on somewhat of a light note. So, here's my last thing here. Now, say what you will. I love space, okay? I love it. Earth is round. We have pictures of it. I believe all of this to be true. This is so neat. So, a mesmerizing NASA video lets you ride with the Juno spacecraft as it flies by Jupiter, <coughs> its largest moon, and its largest moon. So, this is the satellite. I hope you guys can make that out. Yeah, you can see it pretty good. So, this is the Juno. Pretty cool looking. It's got like an extended... Thing over here. I don't know. It's pretty neat. I, I don't understand a lot of these satellites or how they work. So we're going to, we the viewer get to see this. Um, NASA's Juno spacecraft has been beaming photos of Jupiter back to Earth since 2016. But a new video shows what the view might look like from inside the probe as it files Flies past Jupiter's roaring cyclones and giant storms. The footage offers a front row look at Jupiter's moon, Ganymede, an icy orb larger than Mercury. Juno flew within 645 miles of the Ganymede last week, the closest any spacecraft has gotten to the moon in more than two decades, the last approach by NASA's Galileo spacecraft in 2000. Less than a day later. Got another flash. Sorry. Making sure I still got video and I'm still recording. Yes. Uh, citizen scientist Gerald Erkestab. Complied images, both those journeys, time lapse. It took Juno nearly 15 hours to travel 735,000 miles between Gaiman and Jupiter. Then about three additional hours to travel between Jupiter's poles. So this is Juno flies past the moon, which is called G-A-N-Y-M-E-D-E. I don't know, is that Ganymed or Ganymed and Jupiter? Um, there's some music. All right, so I had to, had to go and empty real quick, and now I'm back. Uh, the beginning of the footage reveals Ganymed's uh, surface marked by dark patches like form of ice. If you look closely, you can see one of largest, brightest craters, which is called Troes, surrounded by white rays of ejected material. When it is captured, those images, Juno was traveling at a speed of roughly 41,600 miles per hour. But as the spacecraft got closer to Jupiter, it picked up speed. The planet's gravity accelerates Juno to nearly 130,000 miles per hour 
during its flybys. The video shows Jupiter um, turbulent service emerging from the dark abyss of space like a watercolor painting, white ovals indicating there are um, uh, storms in Jupiter's southern hemisphere known as the Springs of Pearls. There are five of them in the video. Flashes of white lightning represent lightning. Oh, white light. Oh, God. Um, the animation shows just how beautiful deep space exploration could be. Scott Bolton, Juno's principal investor, um, investigator at the Southwest Research Institute in San Antonio, Texas, said in the statement. He added, today... We, as we approach the exciting prospect of humans being able to visit space in orbit and around Earth, the proposals of imagination the decades into the future, when humans will be visiting the alien worlds in our solar system. Juno has already solved some of Jupiter's mysteries. So I'm going to play the video for you. You get a basic gist of it. I think this stuff is just so cool. Um... I don't think there's any talking involved, so I'm going to have to cut this sound. Uh, June 7th, 2021. So here we go. Look at this, huh? So this is the moon and the icy... Man, it looks like someone's been driving on that, doesn't it? God, so crazy. So is this just a simulation of this, or is this the actual satellite footage? I don't know. It's crazy looking. See all the white? All the white? <sighs> so this is its moon, and then as it's leaving its moon, it's now getting closer to Jupiter. And then it turns, and now it's being pulled towards Jupiter. So this is about when it's going, this is June 8th, two days later. I don't know what 900 UTC is. But that's when it was going 61,400 miles an hour. And now, I believe, it's being pulled in closer. They don't actually give you an approximation but I'm going to have to assume once we start seeing, see, there's a lightning. See the lightning? There's a lightning on the planet. Now, I'm going to have to assume that as it gets closer and we can see more, probably about right here, this is where it's going 131,000 miles an hour. Is that even, like, it doesn't even seem real when you start saying that, um... Something's going that fast. Ooh, look at the lightning. You see the lightning? That's crazy. Oh, oh, wow. So those are, I swear to God, this thing doesn't look any different than when I was a kid. So it's like these storms are always in the same spots. But yeah, you can actually see the lightning going off in multiple areas, uh, multiple storms. Oh, man, I, I wonder what this place looks like if you were actually on the ground, right? I mean, oh, there's another one. There's a real close-up of the planet. 
And now I'm, I can't see shit. But that must have been um, hitting its top speed. Wow. It looks like a fucking oil painting. It doesn't even look real. It looks like an oil painting. And what? All those little round white rings are more storms? Because now I'm not seeing any lightning. So we must... Oh, there's some. I saw some more. And I think now we're past Jupiter and we're leaving it. And now we're leaving Jupiter. So I, I, I just think all this space travel shit is just the coolest. I really do. I love, I, I can't get enough of it. I, I truthfully believe with all the technology and everything that we have going on today, this stuff is incredible. It's incredible. It's, it's such a crazy time to be alive because we have all these things that uh, seemed like fiction when I was a kid. So it's really cool to get all of this stuff, to see these things happening, whether or not you believe in it or not. This could have been a simulation. It could have been real. I don't know, but it's definitely the most I've ever seen of our planets. And to be understanding our galaxy, our universe more than we ever have is really, really fun. So yeah, crazy Sunday. Um, But now here we are, Monday, moving forward, still making it through. And uh, we got two days left, two days left. New Hampshire Vape Gallery will be five years old, the 21st of this month. It's so exciting to see. I'm so happy that we made it through every challenge, every battle. The war's not over yet, but we are going to continue battling through all of this. And uh, I'm so excited to just reach five years. You know, it's it's so exciting to uh, finally get there. And I just wanted everybody to know that, that we are five years old. So come and see us. For our five-year anniversary, come and get your vape juice. Come and talk to me. Whatever you're coming in for, just come and visit us um, at uh, 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire. Okay? Um, So, on that note, that's it. That's the podcast. I thank everybody like I do every week. I truly, truly do mean it. This is so much fun for me to do. And seeing all of you subscribing, rating, reviewing, setting the alarms makes it so much. It just makes it so exciting. My words, I lost my words. It's a brain fog still. It doesn't happen as often as it been happening but it still happens i had a word and then i lost it but i'm just so excited to be doing this with all of you i love coming back week after week and let's keep subscribing keep liking keep commenting keep up everything you keep up doing what you're doing and you keep subscribing you keep hitting the thumbs up 
You keep doing that stuff. I'm going to keep coming back week after week. My biggest story will be coming out soon. Um, as soon as I get it all written up, I will read it uh, for all of you to hear. Um, I just want to make sure that I put the work in and that it comes out right. Um, because, like I said, this is a life-changing uh, story for me. And um, that's it. So if you're new to the podcast, as always, subscribe, set those alarms, hit the like button, share, rate, review, uh, do all of that stuff. It keeps me coming back week after week. Check out my sponsors. That helps the podcast stay afloat. This is all I ask that you do. You don't have to pay for any of my content. Just go to uh, YouTube, subscribe. That's the important part. That's what keeps me coming back week after week. Uh, follow me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Again, that's Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. All the handles at the bottom of the screen here. Go there, follow, uh, extra content throughout the week. And, of course, if you want to get involved with the podcast, you got to go and send an email to... T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's talking with Topher at gmail.com. And you put whatever you want to talk about in the subject line and then send that over to T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. And that'll get you included in the podcast. So if you want to get involved, that's how you do it. You can follow me on social media. You can DM me, but the email is the best way way to get involved with the podcast and um yeah that's it i hope you have a wonderful thursday enjoy your weekend and as always i'll talk to you later